Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day, boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Is the aftermath of losing. Uh, once again, now a three-game losing streak for your Cleveland Browns. Uh, we did hear from Kevin Stefanski today. Um, there seems to be little undertones of optimism, but first let's Daryl, let's, um, let's spend about 30 seconds or less than 30 seconds talking about what Kevin Stefanski said today. And that was, and there you have it. Right. I mean, Kevin didn't <laughs> did say they, a whole lot of anything today. <laughs> I, I just, I don't want, hang on. Let me paraphrase one more time. Kevin said, and there you have it. I mean, good stuff again today. I, I just, I, I just I feel like there are times when I listen to Kevin Stefanski and I'm wondering, you know, what's going through his mind because there were a lot of questions today about the, the thought of maybe switching quarterbacks or the undertone of going over to uh, to see if maybe you wanted to uh, to pull Jacoby Brissett and figure out another way to get this thing done. Well, Josh you know Dobbs. what? Well, you know how it goes in Cleveland. The, the, when there's a losing streak, the first thing everyone wants to talk about is changing the quarterback. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> got to get them clicks, baby. Right click, about click, quarterbacks, click. free clicks for everybody. Um, is that an option, Daryl? Is it? No, a, is Josh Dobbs and, an option? And it doesn't solve the problem either. Um, the 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 problem is that uh, whatever the coaches are asking these guys to do they're just they're not doing it it's not registering between the ears and the other part of the problem is is i don't think kevin stefanski and joe wood's game plans on each side of the ball are the best like take uh you know the loss to the patriots where uh nick chubb was on the field for 31 snaps kareem hunt was on the field for 30 snaps of the 70 offensive snaps um Chubb ran it four t- or I'm sorry, Chubb ran it 12 times. Hunt ran it four times. Uh, they were targeted in the passing game and combined three times. Uh, I, I just, you know, he made the decision going into the game that the best way to beat Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots was to have Jacoby Brissett throw the ball deep down the field. And then on Monday, he uses the, you know, the excuse, well, you got to be explosive in the NFL. And the fact, yeah, well, Nick Chubb, last time I checked, 
can be explosive. He leads the league in explosive runs. So um, I just, I'm not buying what Kevin Stefanski is selling. It's a lot of cliches. It's a lot of coach speak that quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing. Like I, do, do you think it's Kevin or do you think that there's, do you no, think it's, it's yeah, Paul D. Podesta really, or that it's a think group that's coming up with the game plan for these games? Is it, uh, is it him or is it a think group? I, I would hope that it's him because if it's a think group, then they're doing it wrong. Plain and simple. You and then they I mean? added two more guys, two more analysts. Yeah, but those guys are going to be marketing guys. That's what those. You bring in a guy from freaking Abercrombie and Fitch. They're trying to sell jerseys and crap. They're they're. So they're, why do you think that became such a story today? Like all of a sudden, oh, the Browns out oh, here two more it's analysts. Not, it's what? Not, it's not a. It's not really that much of a story. It's some an, analytical the guy from ESPN. Like right. They, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was like, this yeah, is silly. Why would the Marlins want that out there? This is on the business side of things. This isn't, I, I, I firmly believe the that's business side. I, I mean, I made the joke on Twitter, like do either of them coach special teams or defense, but right. Uh, Cause that's where all the problems are. But look, I mean, the Cleveland Browns are a business and we're going to kind of talk about that in, in the third segment a little bit, but um, you know, I, I think that both of those hires relate more when you're bringing guys in from retail Right, that you, you're working on the, the the business side of things. So, so, but when ESPN reports it, it, it appears to be they're on the football. Yeah, side but like the guy that reported it, and it's no disrespect to him. Like I didn't even know ESPN employed uh, someone who was tasked with keeping business. track of like analysts that get hired by teams. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I didn't even know that. So. Um, I, I don't think that there's going to be much of an a, a effect on like the football operations. What's affecting the football operations is the fact that, you know, they're playing like hot garbage in all three phases of, of the game. And again, I just, I, you know, no one was calling for a quarterback change after the loss to the jets. No one's calling for a quarterback change after the loss to the Falcons or the chargers. I don't think we should start calling for one now. Well, I think the I reason mean, people Kobe are calling for it. He started one game and he played one terrible game and guess right. what? Um, uh, you know, if I can get a five to one good game to bad game ratio from Jacoby Brissett, I, I, I'll take that. If they, if they, over the next six games, Andy, if Brissett plays five good, solid quality games and he has another stinker, like he had last week, I can live with that. Like that, that doesn't, that's okay. Like everyone's freaking out. Like this was all Jacoby Brissett's fault yesterday it's not it's on the coach for putting Jacoby Brissett in the position to fail and fail miserably again Bill Belichick had Jacoby for a year got rid of him knew why he got rid of him right right and exploited that like I mean where we we have talked about this because you've raised obviously the the concerns about the interceptions uh in the final like the final three yeah this wasn't that right I understand, but the point that I made was is that all those interceptions came when he was quote unquote off schedule, right? Sure. Well, you look at the interceptions on Sunday against the Patriots, he was off schedule again. So that that's my point. Like when he's off schedule, he struggles. So like make sure that you keep the guy on schedule. And how you do that is by using your running backs and for whatever reason, Kevin Stefanski decided that he was going to surprise Bill Belichick and go empty backfield as much as he did on Sunday. And it, it just, it blew up in his face spectacularly. I obviously he's smart enough to realize that. Um, but like, he's going to have to make some changes. The thing that frustrated me most about 
Monday's media availability with him, Andy, mm-hmm. is how steadfast against he is making lineup changes. Yeah, I don't get it. Why is he so like? Why yeah. is Grant Delpit still on the field? Seriously, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm dead I don't know why is he why so is anti. Be, why why won't he make the changes? Having to come off the bench. It's this. It, 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 you know what it smells like. It also smells like the fact that they won't walk away from any of their draft picks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, gotta validate what that they what they've done. But the problem is, is you're validating what you've done by putting a terrible product on the field. Like I, I I'm not picking on Grant Delpit. It's never personal, but right. he seems to be the guy from day one that's in the center of all this crap, right? Right. So why is he starting? I'm not saying like bench him, like don't play him at all. But why is he starting? Take him off the field. Put him, put him in the nickel or the dime package or something. Uh, reduce his role. I mean, look, you reduce Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa's role for some ungodly known reason on uh, on a Sunday against the Patriots, and uh, decided that you didn't need to use him as much. So why don't you do that with other spots? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just, I he just seems so adverse. To making any type of change and you know the definition of insanity we talked about is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and like i think kevin stefanski is the definition of insanity he does and says the same stuff week in and week out and here we are like a bunch of idiots expecting different results uh, I'll buy into what you're saying. I just don't know how this changes. And and then the question, I'm telling you, the number one phone call we got today was, <clears throat> why is Kevin Stefanski the head coach? And I'm like, again, I'll say this a thousand times. I'm not ready to change coaches. I think Kevin's a good coach. I yeah. think it's everything that's around him right now. Sometimes he can't see the trees through the forest. And I think that's what the issue is. I think part of that is being a young coach. But the other part of it is, is that he just, he's so stubborn in some of his ideas yeah. go back to Nick Chubb that we were just talking about if you look at the numbers of Nick Chubb when he carries the ball more than 20 times per game your odds of winning increase probably threefold 100% and and again it's 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 that stuck in his ways like it the problem is it's not working so you can't lean on well work it's working you know what I mean like it's working for no it's not I've working I've seen it work before he says all the time I've heard that all like, the time and so that's where, and look, I, I killed Kevin on the morning show. I said that if this was week 18 or 19, whatever, however many weeks you know, see what we are up to mm-hmm. these days, like I, I'd be cleaning house if I were the Haslam's, especially the coordinators um, on the defense and special teams areas. And I would consider firing Kevin Stefanski because he's in charge of the whole mess. Um, but I just like, feel like right he's going to go down with the ship. A hundred percent. Now, to your point, I am with you. I'm not about firing Kevin Stefanski. I'm not about firing Joe Woods right now. I'm not firing about firing Mike Prefer right now um, because I don't feel like those solve any problems immediately. Those are moves that need to be made in the offseason. That's just that's just where I'm at, right? You, if you're there, I mean, I do think you give them the rest of the season then you figure out the rest yeah, of this. 100%, but I am not. It's the NFL. Like, I mean, it's just the, it's the remember, NFL. Remember, if you fire people, you have to replace them. Yes, and keep paying <laughs> right? them most of the time. And, and who on the staff is qualified to take over the defense? Tarver, maybe. I think he's the only one on staff that's actually called a defensive uh, play before. But, you know, uh, who's going to take over special teams? No. So um, 
I'm in favor of offseason changes to coordinators 100%. And I'm in favor of, hey, you got to evaluate the head coach too because he's the one that's running this mess. But th- this first whole sec- this first part of the season here, yesterday and er, Sunday in microcosm, just they gave it away. They gave away the Jets game. They gave, gave away the Falcons game. They gave away the uh, the Chargers game. And they certainly gave away the, the Patriots game 24 points off of four Browns turnovers. All right, there is still plenty more to talk about on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the game over the weekend. We're also going to look ahead, and we're going to talk about another interesting uh, development in the NFL, which could have a direct impact on Cleveland. All these things straight ahead on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. All right, we're still looking at the aftermath of the game against the Patriots, which still, to me, was just a thorough lesson for Kevin Stefanski and getting just crushed by another head coach who just had a much better game plan and 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 getting away from some of the things that fundamentally made you um, successful in the beginning of the season and through the first five games. Again, I'm extremely hesitant on looking at the rest of the, uh, the uh, schedule, especially before Deshaun Watson gets back because the, the quarterbacks that they are about to face are going to be very, very tough. Yet today, there was still a little bit of an air of optimism. And if you were looking for the right thing to kind of push in the right direction, <laughs> they're only a game out in the AFC North. The AFC North is not exactly, doesn't have the Eagles in it. So I think we're in good shape especially after and you said this yesterday, after losing three games in the AFC, you're, you're not making your life any easier considering I think that's the first tiebreaker, second tiebreaker when it comes to 
trying to figure out who's in the playoffs and who's not in the playoffs. But I, the playoffs are a word that shouldn't even be uttered in Berea right now. Getting back on track should be. They can do that with two games against the AFC North, and that starts with Baltimore this weekend and then Cincinnati on, on Monday night football. Yeah, we can't even say we're on to Cincinnati yet, right? <laughs> we're not even close. I know. That's where the schedule makes We're on to the Ratbirds. The Bengals should be up next after Belichick, so then we could say we're on to Cincinnati uh, after true. taking the beating from Bill, <laughs> which, again, is not surprising. By the way, Bill Belichick tied George Hallis for the second most wins in NFL history, and he did it in Cleveland, and you know he enjoyed every second of that. But, Bill, I'd just like to remind you, Art Modell is dead. Uh, and and uh, Cleveland we, didn't fire you. We didn't Baltimore fire you. Did. Uh, we did try and run you out of town. That's true. Wear that. Yeah, we'll but then wear again, that. You, you tried to put the media in a corner, right? <laughs> Behind a little but, line. The media can stand between this piece of garbage over here and this piece of garbage. Oh, I see how this is working, yeah. as Navin Johnson would say in The Jerk. I get it. Uh, so but, you can win this shelf between this shelf and that shelf. Yeah, I think um, I'm sure Casey Coleman, the late, great Casey Coleman, he like didn't want anything to do with anybody in the media. <laughs> except Casey. Yeah. yeah. I, although I will tell you this. Um, he was, uh, I think he had just started in New England and they were playing in the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame game and I got a chance to do a like a 20-minute sit-down with him. Um, and, you know, I think if he's comfortable and he knows whoever is doing the interview isn't coming after him, right? he was pretty cool. I mean, I just wanted to talk to him about his time in Cleveland and just, you know, what he thought. And, you know, I thought he was honest. He was nice. He was, I, I, I you know, it's, it's still amazing that coaching staff that he had with the Browns oh. in the mid nineties. And you look at that coaching tree that blossomed from that. Mm -hmm. And like he, he and Nick Saban are like best friends to this day. I, you know, that the Saban uh, Belichick uh, documentary that I, I believe it was HBO uh, did. I, right. It was phenomenal. And it was, it was fantastic insight. Into, in, into being able to see both of them as human beings, because let's be honest about it, and we make this joke about Kevin Stefanski being robotic, but Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, when they're in front of the cameras and the microphones, they're pretty much robotic, right? And they, they can be jerks too, right? I mean... Well, they, they can be if they get the wrong question asked to them. Sure. Uh, which is, I, I get uh, sometimes. I mean, Nick Saban, especially some of those halftime interviews or the you know post-game interviews... He, he can get a little testy if he doesn't like a, a question that's asked, which, yeah, look, I mean, they're again, they're human beings, right? They, they have right. feelings, too, and and things going uh, on uh, in, in their minds and all that. But, um, you, you know, I, I just it it really when you look at his greatness, Andy, as a uh, as as a coach, um, you know, he had the he had utmost respect for the Browns franchise. And I think that that's important to you know, let fans know. I, I saw a tweet from uh, the uh, one the, the Patriots radio analyst saying how after the game, uh, Belichick stopped the buses outside the Jim Brown statue and made the team get out. Wow. Uh, 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 get off the bus and, you know, get get to uh, uh, check out, uh, you know, uh, the history uh, right. that is laid out there. Um he said years and years ago that he felt the Vince Lombardi trophy should have been named the Paul Brown trophy. Wow. Um, you, you know what I mean? So yeah. for fans here in Cleveland, don't, I just, I, I feel like don't have very fond memories of bill, but I think that 
it's been easy to forget just how close the Browns were to being at the level of greatness that the Patriots have achieved under him. Because when he first got here, my God, I think it was that Bud Carson was the coach that got fired and he replaced Bud and Bud was the Browns defensive coordinator when he replaced Marty Schottenheimer. And, you know, Bill comes in and they not a good defense you know, outside of Bernie and some of the uh, offensive pieces that lingered over from those AFC championship game runs. Mm-hmm. He kind of you know had to rebuild the rebuild some things. And mm-hmm. by the time that third, fourth year came around, 1994, hell, they went 11. I think it was 11 and five uh, ended up beating the Patriots in the wild card round to get to the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Um, they went from like the worst defense in the league to like the best defense in the league over a, a three-year period or four-year period there. He got here, what, 91 and two, three. I'm, I'm terrible with doing the math on no, your No, you shoulder. got it. That's right. We yeah. don't do math on our show at all. Yeah. <laughs> so over, you know, four seasons in, in four seasons, they went from the worst to the best. And I always draw that analogy with Eric Mangini. The Browns were the most uh, undisciplined team. Uh, with Mangini when he took over in two short years, they were uh, one of the most disciplined uh, teams uh, in the NFL, but he didn't get a third year because, you know, of all the the changes and home grin and all that. But yeah, I think it's easy to forget how good the Browns or, or the cusp the Browns were of being so good, if not great. And then of course, 95, as they went into that season, the whispers behind the scenes that the team might move and, yep. you know, everyone's looking into that story, trying to figure out what's going on for a few months. Team starts out good. Then the whispers start growing louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden it comes out uh, in late October, early November there, he's going to move the team to Baltimore, uh, you know, radio silence oh. from the team for a little bit. And then everything just falls apart, right? That yeah. entire season. Just I mean, I remember the being they in the locker room. They, they were expected to go to the Super Bowl that year, right? Weren't they a popular yeah. pick? I just remember being in the locker room and seeing all these Baltimore reporters now suddenly covering the Browns yeah. in the locker room as if it was their team. And I saw our reporters and their reporters, like, get nasty with each other because we were like, you're stealing our team. What do you guys do? And they are like, well, our team got stolen from by Indianapolis. And I was just like. Like guys, what, what what is going on here? Art, why why are you doing this? Why couldn't the expansion franchise go to Baltimore? You'd watch um, Washington play every week in the NFL, and they would have that sign that would say "Football in Baltimore," and and then you also had the baseball in DC thing going on there, yeah, too for a long time. And it was just like, why are we even? You know, like, how bad of a businessman was Art? Art uh, really bad to answer bad, that question, you know? Andy. Really, but really I, I like. I don't even. I will say. Just let me bring one other point up back about Bill too. Everything that you said all went through my mind when you saw James Ferentz's name on the roster as a backup offensive lineman, and then you think about Kirk Ferentz, and then you think about that tree that you know leads you back to yep. Cleveland. Um, yep. it just it, it, for a moment here too. So I want to talk about the optimism about trying to build their way back up in the AFC North because that seems to be the mantra heading into the heading into this week. I don't know how realistic it is. But I do know that they can pick. It is very possible if these guys execute the way they're supposed to execute. If they can do that, then they are right back in this thing. It's a big if because we've yet to see that. That's the problem, right? And and that's, I mean, to date, they're two and four. And this ESPN put out the stat today. Uh, Give Jake Trotter some uh, credit for this. He, He put this out that to date, the Browns played the second easiest schedule. But they're two and four right now. And from here on out, they play the toughest schedule. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so that's why I'm not optimistic. Sure, they can play better. Of course, I could go win the lottery too, right? Uh, no, <laughs> I think their odds of playing better than you in the lottery. Just I think I'm that just is being true. honest and with you, just trying to keep you straight. And neither one are all that great. So <laughs> I, you know, and they've got two divisional games come up. Look, if 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 a miracle happens and they beat the Ravens and they beat the Bengals and they get back to four and four, they would be first place in the AFC North. And then you know the whole tone of conversation changes. I'm just not uh, too optimistic we're going to see that happen. No, it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. When we come back, I want to talk about a development in the NFL that could directly affect your Cleveland Browns and the way we see this team in the future. That's coming up on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you subscribe to the podcast? A big development, Daryl, and I'll let you talk a little bit more about this because I know what I thought immediately when I saw it, and uh, I thought it was extremely interesting big movements in Tennessee as far as getting a new stadium. Yeah, it was announced on Monday that the uh the Titans have agreed to a uh 2.1 billion with a B wow. deal to uh build a new dome. A dome uh in Nashville to replace their existing stadium which opened in 1999. That of course was the year uh, the Browns came back into the league as well. Here is how right. it's going to be financed. Uh, the Titans well, wait a second. Are... First, I got to ask you a question. Don't they have to buy new goalposts for Neyland Stadium? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Alabama. believe there's a GoFundMe. Uh, I, I'm a, I, I, you know what? Um, because I'm all about burning the uh, the Haslam's cash. I mean, they are getting like $11 billion from Warren Buffett from uh, Pilot Flying J, so they can afford it. Uh, yes. I was a little disappointed that the Haslam's haven't just scratched the check on, and then they just, and they it is the Haslam's Memorial Goalposts here at Neyland, right? I mean, they could have well, done the problem is uh, you got to be dead to have the memorial, so let's let's drop the memorial on oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Right. Uh, what, what's the, the what's the thing that they say uh, uh, when they give the fancy name? You know, they name stuff after them. After you just straight them. name it. Oh, it's okay. So it's just a straight the, name. The, le- the left upright is going to be D Haslam. The right okay. half upright is going to be Jimmy Haslam, and the crossbar will be J W Johnson. Fair enough. <laughs> but wait, that's <laughs> only one goalpost. <laughs> what are you going to do with the other side? You only have, oh, no, didn't you take them both. Them? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, oh, so the kicker kicks it off D, and it bounces through. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I it'll be a Jimmy it. instead of a Doink if it hits yes. that side. Right. It'll be a Jimmy or a JW. Yeah. It's a JW off the crossbar. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't yeah, Daryl, you get so let let's talk about this. Now, go ahead. How much money are they looking yeah, for so for the Dome Stadium? Here's how this is going to get paid for, and this is why this impact here, and, and this will impact the Browns because. The Haslam's right now, we've talked about it. They are doing their due diligence with the existing stadium and trying to figure out, do they build new? If they build new, where do they build the new one? If they stay where they're at and all that, right? Well, right now, as I understand it, the plan is to stay on the lakefront and get that thing developed. The problem is, well, this is Cleveland, and we never basically do anything that's remotely progressive here. So right. um, this stadium is going to be up to $2.2 billion. $800 million of that is going to come from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the state is issuing $500 million in bonds. Okay. Um, the city is, I guess, involved too. Uh, the stadium's going to actually be uh, built east of the current stadium near uh, an interstate interchange there. It's okay. part of a big, massive redevelopment plan. Uh, there's going to be a 1% tax on hotel room rentals within that county, sales taxes from the new dome as well as sales taxes in the surrounding campus that they're going to be built. And, and that is also the key because this is what this is all about development around the stadium. The NFL owners no longer just want you to build them a stadium. They would like real estate that they can profit from as well and parking and, and, and all that. So um, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and I know fans are saying, well, it's the Titans. It's not us. Why are you wasting our time talking about it? Well, it, we're not, first of all, we're not wasting your time talking about it. Number two, um, this, the way this is laid out in funding, right? I, I, I could see a similar model up here. Not so much because of the hotel room taxes. I believe there's already one here in Cleveland or Cuyahoga County already. There's right. an occupancy, uh, occupancy there's- tax, but as far as bond, the, 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 I think it's going to have to be a city, state, county type of a project similar to what the Cavaliers and the Guardians did with Progressive Field, uh, Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage Field House, and that, and that that the Gateway uh, area uh, there on the south side of downtown Cleveland. But um, this gives you an idea of what the cost is going to be for a new domed stadium. And and also gives you an idea of what teams are going to be looking for as far as a public-private 
partnership financial split. So, right. so here's um, my bigger question: Do we know as far as Dome Stadium? Is there? Are we talking retractable? or Are we talking yeah. just straight out dome hard roof? Hard, hard roof. roof. Looks like it's a hard roof. That's interesting. Looks- I, I you would think it would make more sense to be retractable for them, especially if they're trying to bring a major league baseball team there. Well, they're not, but no, why? No, it's, it's a football only facility. They're not football. There's, so they wouldn't do anything else. No, it just would not be. No, multi-use stadiums are gone. That will never happen again. I, they're not going to build a multi-use stadium. No. Well, there unless, was talk about building a baseball for, stadium in North, North Nashville. That's what yeah. Well, they didn't get the guardians. So they're going to have to go fishing for, I'm guessing the Oakland A's. I think that's the, or the, well, Tampa it's the A's or, or Tampa. I mean, Tampa A's. still has horrible yeah. attendance. A, A's so. or A's. Those are the two teams that they have to try and uh, uh, try and get down there. But um, yeah. So this, I, I this see the A's in going. Nashville. Don't this, you see the A's going to Vegas before going to Nashville though? Probably. Following that train. Probably. I think the Rays are the candidate to, to ultimately go uh, up to Nashville, but this, this deal that's uh, put together in Nashville, I think that is probably what the Browns are ultimately going to be looking for uh, up here. Should they decide to build a, a dome especially knowing the ties between the Haslam's if the, you know, Hey, the Haslam's are doing a lot of schmoozing with politicians and wannabe politicians these days. You think there's any chance the Haslam's want to get out ever? No, they want to, they want to pass this down to, to the, through the family. They do. There's no question. JW is the heir apparent and waiting. Interesting. I, I was I was wondering what it would take for an owner to want to sell their team sometimes. I mean, right everything's now, for yeah. sale. It's always for sale. Yeah, but they, they really are. I mean, I've been critical of them, and I think fairly so, just because the product on the field has not matched the, the results that they want. They do want to win. Like, I will, you will never, ever hear me question the Haslam's desire to win. They want to win better than anybody. They will write any check to do it just right now. Um, Got a long way to go to make that happen, it looks like. So when we talk about seeing this, what what kind of pressure does that put on the city of Cleveland? Then? Well, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the city of Cleveland, and it per- puts pressure on the state of Ohio uh, as well as the county because, I mean, look, I was told $500 million bare minimum to, to just keep First Energy Stadium structurally viable. That wasn't even to do a lot of fancy stuff that they would like done to that place. That's just to keep the life of the stadium existing. So, um, yeah, they, they, there's, I think, going to be a lot of pressure in the coming years to uh, put something together uh, to uh, – not that the Browns are in danger of leaving, but upgrade their, uh, you know, game day facilities. So I did have an epiphany today as I was walking through, as I thought about this story. And there, I, I still see another option for the city of Cleveland if they ever wanted to do this. Because the land is there. It's just a tricky not, piece of not, land. It's not Burke Lakefront Airport. Never happened. It's not Burke Lake. It is a much different p- p- place. And this was just me walking through the streets of Cleveland today after I parked my car. Okay. Want to know where it is? Okay. How difficult is it to move the cemetery across the street from the ballpark? Oh, God, no. Nope. That you are asking for some bad juju. You are asking for the cemetery. Yeah. 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 So the only reason you would do this is because you'd be worried about that. End of discussion. You don't mess with that. I mean, what if you move them to a really nice spot? What if you just moved all that stuff? You you can't do it. It can be moved. 
I'm sure it wouldn't be the first cemetery ever yeah, that had yeah, that yeah. situation. No, 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 no. Hey, congratulations. The Browns play where dead people used to sleep. Yeah, great. Do you think that there isn't a stadium in the world that didn't have a body buried somewhere near it or a body that's in the stadium somewhere? I just like I can't bring myself to entertain this. You know how many curses we there's talked a lot about of here? land. You know how many I mean, if you got rid of here in the city of Cleveland over the years, there aren't that many. I was looking in there enough. to see they're huh? cursed with incompetence, and you want to put them over a cemetery. I am moving the cemetery. I'm moving this. I mean, there's all kinds of land there to put a stadium. There is all kinds of land there, and then you've got natural areas to build up like bar districts and shopping and doing all kinds of things over there. And you're listening. I am not the one suggesting this. I do And you place dead. it near the ballpark and the arena. I take rest in peace, literally and figuratively and all those things. What if you built the stadium on top of the cemetery, no. you lifted it above, you put a tray in there, let them play there. And then, then the basement of the new stadium would be a cemetery. Plus then it'd be really crass. If we want to make a bunch of the season's dead jokes. <laughs> I'm just saying, if that cemetery wasn't there, that would be the perfect place to be it. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our fabulous producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you for being a part of it. We will catch up with you on Thursday morning. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like where you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. If you want to join in, hit us up on social media at CLE, at, at game day CLE, at game day CLE, on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com.